Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we converse about it. Hence the name, Parks and Conversation. See what we did there? Yeah. My name's Jason. I'm joined by my friend Jeremy. He's uh, all the way across town, but we're connected by the power of the internet. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It is going quite well. Uh, today, I have had a quite a bounty of coffee ingested. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I might be talking a little fast, but uh, we'll see how things go. Just, listener, just heads up. A lot of caffeine today. How oh, are you, Jeremy? I'll just counter that by talking slower. That'll work. That so, will work. Well, no, please don't interrupt me. Um <laughs> What I'm okay. trying to say is, well, what do you what do you call is that is that what you call like a a group of coffee is a bounty? No, a group of coffee no? is a morning. <laughs> it's a morning Except of coffee for some people like you. It's all day, and so <laughs> that's true. I do drink coffee throughout the day. It's one of the things that, like, I go to bed sometimes just so I can drink coffee in the morning like, with a mug of coffee in your hand. No, I mean that would be uncomfortable. But if like sometimes this is nighttime I, coffee. I really do go to bed going, oh, man, I'm so excited for that cup of coffee I'm going to get in about three hours. Um, <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel about Honey Bunches of Oats. That's, oh, that's, man. What, I wake, that's what I wake up for. That yeah. is such a good cereal. It People, is. I just, I mean, Costco has the, the family pack, you yeah. know, and, and it's just, it's there. And when it gets low, I start to get a little antsy. I'm like, oh, man, tomorrow, tomorrow could be rough. So tomorrow could be the last day of Honey Bunches of Oats until... We go to Costco again. That's yeah. right. Do you drink real milk? No. No, I, I, my tummy can't handle that spicy milk. <laughs> uh, I gotta go with the. I gotta go with the fake, the fake milk, the the almond soy. Okay. Yeah. Spicy or whatever. Milk. <laughs> Oat. That was a Jim Gaffigan joke. For those, yeah. That was the spicy milk too much for your tummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you drink? Do you, do you drink real milk? I don't cow milk, beef, beef milk. (laughs) That's so gross. (laughs) No, I don't drink. I don't really drink much milk of any sort, but I do. uh, If I do, I prefer the juice of of soy. (laughs) Juice of soy. (laughs) Soy juice. Um, Yeah, I I also cannot handle the uh, the milk and my kids can't really handle the milk either. And so the only person who drinks milk in our house is my wife. Um, And uh, we she'll go to Costco and buy the three pack of milk. And, uh, yeah. yes, like I just see it in the fridge. I'm like, this is just taking up space. <laughs> like we're going to throw two of these away. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. But I mean, it's such a savings. Um, yeah. Anyway, why are we talking, uh, cereal? Uh, yeah, I, yep. I love honey bunches of oats when I do have, uh, <laughs> s- soy juice around. I do enjoy it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's one of those cereals that I think people don't really think about unless they're regularly using it. Kind of like grape nuts. Like grape nuts <laughs> is not for everybody. No, it's not. Cause it, it either destroys your mouth or turns into cold oatmeal. Yeah. But the I mean, you, you got to hit it right in that sweet spot. Yeah. And the people who love grape nuts, they swear by it. They stand there and just yell curse words right by the box. They swear by it. <laughs> That expression makes me laugh. Uh, so I had to do it. Um, wow. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know. If I, okay, if 
favorite cereal, like calories are no option, no, no object. Uh, what would you go with favorite cereal all time? Go. Calories are no, no object. Do, do not oh, consider man, that's a tough ca- one. caloric intake. Okay. Um, I, w- I would have to say, um, so either cinnamon toast crunch, uh, lucky charms. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, those are probably the two that I would go with. All right. Well, one of those is the correct answer yeah. and it's cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I passed. <laughs> yeah. You did a good job. Woo. I'll give you lucky charms as like a point one. Like, and so you muesli. Get, I don't even know what muesli <laughs> is. I've only heard about it from fly the concords. Muesli I think is just where they, they sweep up all the leftover other cereals and just mm-hmm. put it in a box. Oh, for all the, the, uh, the felons in the global South of Australia and New Zealand. Yes. Okay. Perfect. That's your flight of, flight of the Concord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, you want to talk about yeah. an episode of parks and recreation? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, we should do that. That's why, that's, that's why, why we're, we're here. here. That's why we gathered about, all these how people. About how, how, how a bill becomes a law. Yeah. Season five, episode three. How about so, that one? It's as good as any other one that is next. Okay. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. And, uh, First impressions of this episode. What what do you what do you think before we dive in as you rewatch this? What what were what were your feelings? Oh man, I I enjoyed this episode. I, it's got a right now currently sitting at eight point on IMDb, but I I thought it's this is a fun episode. I mean, we get introduced to a couple new characters and uh, sets up some more like really fun things down the line. And I think that's the hardest part about rewatching a lot of parks is that you know what's coming, and we've probably mm-hmm. talked about this before, but. I just enjoy like, oh, yes. Like, so even if, even if Councilman Jam's like, we just get a little taste of jam right now, that's terrible. Um, then, you know, you know how awesome he gets later. And so I just feel like, yeah, that's kind of like this episode. It's, it's a lot of setup. Um, the whole Ben and uh, April thing was kind of funny, but just felt like filler. But I, I really like the Ron and uh, uh, plot and the Leslie plot. So. Yeah, I thought I thought this was a fun episode. How about you? I agree. Cool. Well, send us emails too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I as I was watching this, I I did not realize how quickly we would meet Diane. I had forgotten. Yeah. And to, so it's season five. There's seven seasons total, and I thought Diane showed up later. Mm-hmm. And so this I was is supp- kind of later. It is later, but I thought like season six in my brain was that's when Diane shows up and I was okay. wrong. Um, so, which is great. I love Diane. I love, I love Diane's positive influence on Ron. Um, mm-hmm. I love, I love Ron learning how to be with children. All of these things. Other than, other than Andy, right? Andy is a grown man child. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, so all of these things, uh, I, I, I love this part of Ron's life. And so I was like, Oh yeah, this is great. This is very great. Um, yeah. And, uh, I would say that the Ron and Andy dynamic in this episode is my favorite part of the episode. Um, <laughs> yes. And, uh, I could, <laughs> I could take or leave the, the Ben story and the Leslie stories here. It's like, yeah, all right, whatever. But it's really like what I, what I want from this episode is more Ron. And, uh, so, but maybe just, just enough is in here. So anyway, but let's, uh, let's talk about yeah. these three stories. Let's start with, uh, ben and April, they're in D.C. And uh, April comes into Ben's office and is like, hey, I miss I miss uh, I miss Andy. You miss Leslie. 
uh, let's go home. Let's go visit them on a surprise road trip. And, uh, and so Ben says, yeah, this is a great idea. Um, and, uh, and so they get ready to go and Ben says, I'm going to, he's like, you get snacks, I'll bring music. We'll jam out to some sweet tunage. And then April says that I don't want to go anymore after he says the word tunage, (laughs) which I get it. Um, and, uh, then back and forth, she's like, no, I don't want to go. And then he's like, okay, now nah, mind." And then Ben is in this weird place where he's like, I don't know if Leslie is serious or not. Um, because she is, uh, hard to read. And his talking head is, uh, you know, yeah, I'm excited to go on this road trip with, with April. She's like the sister I never had because the little sister I do have is normal and not terrifying. Uh, <laughs> and you can see April in the background, like slicing his uh her throat like indicating he's she's going to murder somebody which does not sound like a fun person to hang out with um yeah so that they're gonna go so they go to the garage Uh, it's very hot because they're in washington dc which is uh a awful place to live in the summertime is my understanding and april says living in this town is like living in the devil's butt crack and Mm -hmm. uh i would just I mean, that brings up all kinds of imagery. Uh, how big is the devil's butt crack? <laughs> yeah. And what's the rent like there? I'm assuming it's pretty, pretty low. Well, it costs you your soul. Oh, that's, that's pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. But the views are also terrible. <laughs> yeah. So. It's a pretty, but, pretty crappy place to live. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I heard this joke on the internet uh i'm gonna share it with everybody now Uh it was a video that somebody like they recorded their (laughs) you record it and you put the camera at somebody and say can you believe they're still together after all the crap they've been through and the person replies who (laughs) your butt cheeks (laughs) (laughs) were these were these people like in sixth graders <laughs> it was a child talking to their parent i don't know but it's Perfect, still funny yeah. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> their butt cheeks <laughs> i just was hoping this wasn't like you know some older people going around I, yeah <laughs> yeah pretty amazing pretty amazing uh bit of joke there so <laughs> anyway uh yeah so they're uh, they get in the car turn it on he's like oh i'm almost out of gas but i'm gonna wait till I get to the highway because it's cheaper and then he talks about his you know secret route that he found and april is like wow that is so interesting because i'm a map salesman um and uh but they get into the into the, the lane for the parking garage and they're stuck turns out there's a presidential motorcade coming and so uh they're gonna be there for a while so Ben turns the car off to save gas and then realizes it's crazy hot. Uh, and so turns the car back on, um, which is the worst place to be is a car in, in traffic in the summertime when you don't have air conditioning. No, oh, and that. in a garage. Oh, yeah. It's even hotter. Like there's no airflow at all. Yeah, it's so bad. All, I can just I felt terrible for them. And then I remembered they're fine. They're not real. Yeah, they're um, not real. It's a television show. Yeah, they 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 probably weren't even in that car for very long, in real life. Um, yeah, and so cut to the next time we see them. Uh, April's going through Ben's CD folder thing book, 
um, and finds that he has the soundtrack to Pulp Fiction, soundtrack to Singles, soundtrack to Ghost, Gross Point Blank. Uh, and she's like, why do you have so many soundtracks? And Ben's response, I kind of look at it like your favorite director is making a mixtape just for you. <laughs> that was my favorite joke of their whole their whole entire arc, <laughs> their time together. That was so funny. Yeah. And uh, just April's response. She's so disgusted by this. <laughs> like, ew. Um, and uh, and then she finds. Man, ben, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, soundtracks are amazing. I don't know. There was a time, I just feel like, through the 90s and all the movies, man, soundtracks were amazing. They had everybody, everything you could ever want. And they're just all great. Yeah. All of Jeremy, them. this is one more reason why when I watch this and I see Ben, there's a lot of things that remind me of you. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's wrong with soundtrack? They're, they're awesome. It is. It's, so, it's just, oh, man. Yeah, sometimes they're really and, good the crow cable guy i mean it doesn't matter they were all man what is on the soundtrack to the crow is it instrumental or is it like no no no, there's a lot of there's there's mostly like yeah 90s grunge which i was yeah i was a child of the 90s really what you want is wow that's what i call music 90s grunge (laughs) (laughs) not not all of them i mean i was down with you know 10 things i hate about you that's fine that was fun Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that does. I, I come remember. On, come on. I remember people. You, you had, you had soundtracks. I probably do still, but I, uh, I haven't thought about them in a long time, just because. Trip down memory lane, my friend. I have access to all the music, which I think <laughs> is one of the reasons why soundtracks are not important to me anymore. Like, oh, well, I can man. make my own mixtape really easily. So much better when somebody makes them for you, though. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, but uh, yeah. Hey, listener, what's your favorite soundtrack? <laughs> yeah, listener, let us know. Shoot us an email, parksandconversation at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you about uh, your soundtracks, and we promise not to make fun of you. Um, so I promise I won't. I can't tell you about this chucklehead. You know, dude, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume mm-hmm. 1, Awesome Mixtape, Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's great. great soundtrack. Yeah, totally agree. I, that, those are a part of the character of Peter Quill. They're part of his life. Whereas, yeah. and I think that's why it, it's so important to the movie. But the songs in the single soundtrack, like how is that connected are, to the actual movie? Because it was a snapshot of the time. That's what I guess. That, I've never that, seen that was, singles the- or gross point, point blank. Oh, <laughs> <gasps> And I cannot oh. remember any of the music from Pulp Fiction other than the dance scene. But yeah, this is why you need to listen to more soundtracks. People, come on, so. get get on my side. Convince Jason. We need we need lots of soundtracks for him to say, yeah, those exist. I won't listen to him, but he should. Oh, I we'll, didn't. Let's peer pressure him. I'm not denying that they exist at all. I totally know they exist. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't you believe in I them. Do like though, they- I like I like a good score. Like a, the yeah. album of like, I like the, the instrumental score for movies um, just because it's great. So often it's great music to work to. So like when I'm like writing up email and the Avengers theme comes on, I was like, yes, I will avenge this message. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the great thing about scores is like no matter what you're doing, everything feels like you're in a movie. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, all of a sudden, everything gets super cinematic. Yeah. It's like, da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, yeah, sweet. I'm a spy. <laughs> I am mowing this lawn and no one can see me. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So, um, yeah. So as as April's going through uh, Ben's CD case, she also finds Benji's cool summertime jams mix, which is exactly how everybody would write on their CDRs when they burn their own uh, albums. Uh, and we all had the summer jams mix with a Z um, at some point or another. And so April puts it in and it is uh, Shoop by TLC. Uh, and uh, Ben is instantly <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> I don't see why. It's a good song. Great song. Yeah. But, Own it, uh, Ben. Yeah, he should just be like, no, this is what I listen to. And um, I, I like it. Uh, so then while they are stuck in the car, it, they go through the whole jam, I guess. Uh, and then he cuts to Ben reading some of his uh, Star Trek uh, fan fiction that April referenced earlier in the episode. Um, and April is going to die and she wants to murder Ben. And, and she's like, I'm going to murder you. And Ben responds, I understand. He's like, but hold on. Let me let me finish first. I understand. <laughs> Which is funny because he had he was in first contact in 1986. He was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. What I was thought his everybody role? who's ever read IMDb knew that. Mm-mm. I didn't go back uh, that far. I didn't go that far. Uh, I just wanted to like say that because it makes was me he, sound smart. Was he child Borg? I don't know. You keep talking about the show and I'll let you All know right. in a minute. Okay. Um, yeah. So his uh his dialogue here about the star star trek and i like star trek so i get it but uh data had never felt this way before of course data <laughs> had never felt anything before but but captain picard couldn't help but note the smile that crept over his mechanical but lifelike face <laughs> as they walked down the hall into the bridge and scene so what was his role in first contact uh oh i'm not there yet i was i was enraptured by your the fan fiction oh he's, right. he was the defiant con, con officer what all right i'm gonna have to watch this yeah, this def- afternoon that's his title name defiant con officer yeah capital c oh like i don't yeah, know if it's, like he's it's short working for the con it's like a the console it was the com was it c-o-m oh no. c-o-n-n yeah not the so. so he's not the connecticut officer i don't know what I don't know what that that means, but they would say like you have the con, and then they would like the Picard would leave the bridge. He was like, first officer, you have the con, like that, and then he would leave, and then um, they would people would move into different seats. <laughs> yeah, it just turns into a the whole like you're with me game. number one. Oh, gray, hot <laughs> musical chairs, everybody go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's basically uh, so much of Starfleet Academy that they don't get into is just right. like, if if this person moves, you need to go to that chair. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but what if there you know are no doing? chairs? Like, Worf never sits down. Do you ever notice that? He's always standing I in, like, the, in, the, in the bridge. He's always standing. It's like... And based on how often they take shots and the whole camera, I mean, the room shakes and they, like, have to lean and fall over, like... <laughs> 
do you think that they would learn to stand or be really strapped in by now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like have a seat. I mean, it doesn't it, it's not like he needs to stand up to fire a laser. Like it's a button he pushes. Like boom, boom, boom. Phasers going. Warp torpedoes are proton phaser torpedo blasts. And like he doesn't have to stand for that at all. He's pushing a button. But let Worf sit down. That's Yeah, it's a campaign I think we should have started years ago. Just, let uh, him sit. Let him sit. Sorry, everybody. I don't mean to get fired up on like on these political issues, but I mean he is a valuable member of the bridge. Let him sit. Also, tune into our new uh, Star Trek podcast uh, every other week, where oh, we discuss man. the seating habits of. Yeah. Don't don't tempt me. Um, all right. So <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> I think Next we're running fifty we... fifty on this episode as far as like actually talking about the episode versus anything else. I think that's too high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then next time they get into the car, uh, they come back to the car. Uh, it starts moving, and so they turn the car on or start putting the gear, and they start driving forward, and they find out that they ran out of gas. And, Putting it uh, into gear, like so. How are you at driving stick shifts? Are you? No, I'm. I'm joking. I'll just keep it going. I can't. Um, and so they, they need to part, pull off and to park it. And so Ben is pushing the car and April is in the driver's seat and he's just saying, please just steer. And April's response is be stronger, <laughs> <laughs> be stronger. Um, and so they get, they say, Hey, great road trip made it 40 feet. Um, and, uh, then April response, yeah, well, at least it took a million hours and it was 180 degrees and we starved to death. It was so fun. <laughs> uh, so Ben says, how about next time we next weekend we fly to Punny, I'll buy the tickets. Um, and uh, April's like, really, that would be awesome. And uh, Ben says, nah, never mind. I don't feel like it. And April is, what? Oh, come on. And Ben's response is, see how it feels? So he's <laughs> teaching her something. This was all a life yeah. lesson, which is great. I love life lessons. As long as you're alive. You can still have lessons. Um, speaking which is of the, which is the best lesson. Yes. Speaking of life lessons, uh, Chris Traeger in the next plot line says, fun fact about me. I recently began intense, intensive psychotherapy. I may have mentioned this talk to you already. And Ron says several times. Um, and so he, uh, he says there's, you can't share his therapist says you can't share too much or too often. And then Jerry starts to say, well, Gail and I saw a couple therapists for a little while. And Chris is like, that's too much, Jerry. <laughs> so as soon as he starts to share that's too much jerry um and so uh chris says you know and when i was down i used to call my mom or my running coach but now i have one number my therapist and i want to do the same thing for the city and andy's like oh a psychotherapist for the city he's like no a three one online <laughs> and this is for city citizens of pawnee to call when they have a problem you know anything like what chris re references is uncollected garbage broken streetlight direct them to the right department and and he's like that's great uh and chris chris says i agree i love this idea and i love me for thinking of it my therapist said that i need to be more vocal about appreciating myself thank you chris you're welcome chris i sound insane i'm gonna go talk to my therapist <laughs> so there you go full circle yeah what is not explained in all of this is why the parks department is running the 311 line sure I don't know. And I, I just, learned that 311 is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've called 311 before. I, where? 
in Linwood. Yeah, it's a real huh. thing. Yeah. So I looked up three one one, and all I got was like for like Washington, and it said three eleven at Marymore Park. Yeah. No, it's three eleven. No. Is that the the band at Lovin? Is what I got. Is that three eleven? No, that's Sublime. Okay. Three, I hate three, that too. Three eleven is. <laughs> three eleven <laughs> is. Uh, uh, Amber is the color of her energy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> All right. Down, down. Yeah. That, those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. If you listen to your '90s soundtrack, you know Jason. Well, if that was on a soundtrack, I would probably say, "Oh, that's a there's a reason to hate this movie." <laughs> so they could put that on Forrest Gump, and I'd say this is the worst movie ever made, and this music is anachronistic. Forrest Gump. That was a great. That's a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know about soundtracks. I know about things. Uh, so. Uh... So we cut back to the uh, parks department running three one one, and Ro- Jerry's on the ground for most of this, trying to get things set up for his phone. Can't figure out how to make it work. Uh, and he answers, you know, and Ron takes a call, and he's talking to a lady named Diane, and she he directs her to Public Works because there's a pothole situation she's dealing with. Um, and uh, and <laughs> he just you can't hear her side of the conversation, but he's like, I understand you tried four times. The government is inefficient and should be dissolved. Please hold while I transfer you. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so yeah, so Jerry is trying to <laughs> fix his phone. He's like, Donna, I can't get it to work. I caught, I got a three one one call, but it was all static. And <laughs> Donna's response while she's reading, uh, 50 shades of gray, uh, is, uh, that sounds like an IT problem. And she's like, well, how do I get IT here? Call three one one. Starts cracking up. Yeah, she's loving it. She's loving this day. Uh, and so then Ron answers another call. And it's a Diane again. He's like, oh, nobody answered. Okay, you know what? Well, someone will be there shortly. And he gets uh, Andy to come with him uh, get, to get his lunch, some water, and a 40-pound bag of asphalt. Um, and uh, and so they go. And then Jerry uh, and finally gets the phone call, phone to work. He answers 311. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. This is not 911. No, this is 311. <laughs> uh, and so... She, he's like Jerry uh, Donna what do I do and she's like try to help <laughs> now hush it's heating up in this place as she's reading uh, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey and uh, and so he's on the phone and I love it just like oh that sounds awful and it cuts to the <laughs> next scene oh that sounds awful um, so we'll come back to Jerry and Donna later uh, so then Andy and Ron get to Diane's house and uh, and there are two girls standing outside and uh, the house and Andy introduces himself. Says, I'm Andy. I really like your dress. And uh, these children will come to find out their names are Zoe and Ivy. Uh, Zoe is a princess. Ivy is a mermaid. And Ron introduces himself as I'm the director of parks and recreation. (laughs) 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 No nonsense. And uh, he's like, I'm here to fix that hole. And they're like, you have to ask our permission. And so Ron's like, is like not understanding how to play with children. Uh, uh-huh. and he's, he's just perplexed and Andy gets it right away. He's like, your highnesses, we do humbly request thine permission to be fixed doth holes yonder. <laughs> and uh, they're like, you, you have to tag us. And so Andy chases him down and Ron looks at the camera, says your tax dollars at work. Um, and then, uh, Diane comes out and she says, hello, I own this pothole. And he's like, I'm Ron. I'm here to fix it. And, uh, and then Andy is wrestling with the kids and one of them is uh, seaweed choking him. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ron says, and that large boy is my colleague. 
So, and we work at the parks department. And, um, and so Diane's like, no, you're not even with public works. What's the deal? And Ron's like, look, I, no one came from the project proper channel. So I'm going to fix it myself. Uh, and then in what is maybe the most flirty line of the whole thing, uh, Diane says, do you know what you're doing? And Ron says, yes, ma'am, I do. <laughs> I was like, ooh, chemistry. <laughs> it's popping off the screen here. Uh, and <laughs> so, um, so then Diane comes out with lemonade and, uh, um, and uh, Ron takes some and she apologized for being curt. Uh, and Ron's like, I completely understand. And this is really good. And then another super flirty line. Diane says, well, I got it from food and stuff. And Ron says, that's where I got these gloves. Right? Is Diane's response. And uh, you can see Andy in the background going, hmm, interesting. Um, there's, a, there's a love connection here. A food and stuff and love. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then uh, she asks Ron to teach him what he's doing in case he has to fix the next one. And so he does. Um, and, uh, and cuts to Andy. He's Andy's watching this whole thing and he cuts to him, uh, doing a talking head and Ron and Diane kissing in a tree. K I S S I S S I P P I. And then he looks up and did you hear that bird? (laughs) (laughs) So good. Did you you hear that bird? Um, and, uh, (laughs) And then Ron is almost all done. So he's tamping down the cold patch asphalt and, uh, and he asks Andy to come help him. Uh, and Andy's response is for the last time, Ron, it's princess rainbow sparkle. Um, <laughs> and Ivy asks, can we turn you into princess? And Ron says, no. And, and then Andy says, I think it would really make Diane happy. <laughs> and I love Ron's response. Like, Why would that matter? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like just like like, Andy got it before. Yeah, Andy got it before Ron even did, which is great. Yeah, Yeah. Andy is a a much more emotionally attuned person. (laughs) Sure, as as all good golden retrievers are. Yeah, he knew exactly what was going on. I was like, oh, you're happy. You you like her. She likes you. Let me make a love connection. Uh, But I do love this. Like, it just felt like. When your friend in junior high was like, oh, you like so-and-so. And you're like, no, shut up. Like, it was so perfect. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so. You, what? Oh, man. It, I just loved that. It was so, so fun. Um, Yeah. So then uh, they ask, please, please, please uh, let us do this. And so cut, cut there. And it comes and back. Andy, and even Andy joins in. Please. <laughs> yes. Uh, it cuts back. And Zoe is... <laughs> saying more rouge uh and diane comes out and she sees ron and laughs and he's got makeup all over his face and ron can't handle it he's like i came here to fix a pothole not to be mocked um and uh and he's like thank you for the lemonade the asphalt will bear weight in an hour time to go andrew uh and he's stomping off (laughs) like with makeup on his face and it's like yeah it's just a very funny image. The, the um, best part was the star in his mustache. I just love yes. the little the, the star. It was great. All the details. And Andy's like, and no, Andy's wait. like no, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make a sparkle palace. Ron, you're walking across hot lava. <laughs> uh, Andy but, is right where he needs to be. And this is like such great. And it's probably not even foreshadowing at this point, but it just shows how great like Andy's just alive right now and having the time of his life, which then comes into play in another two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he loves kids cause he is a kid. 
Um, mm-hmm. So then cut back to the parks department and Donna is giving somebody who called 311 an update on the uh, plot line to uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. And then Donna is like, please, can you keep it down or research how to deliver a baby that's coming out with face up? And Ron comes in at the time and says, uh, lay the mother on her side and try to move the baby in a corkscrew fashion. And uh, he goes into his office and uh, and Diane, uh, Andy's like, Diane is awesome and she likes you and you like her. I can tell. Uh, and Ron's response, A, I don't recall inviting you in here. And B, I do not like her. She's not my type. Uh, and it's like, my life is, her life is messy. And Andy's like, my life is totally messy. It's a giant mess and I love it. And I have, I like got gum in my hair and Ron's like, I'm not, no, I'm not pursuing this end of story. Um, and so then Chris comes in to the office and says, great work, particularly you, Ron, you have one very satisfied citizen. Uh, what did you do for her? And Ron's response is, I fixed her pothole. And Chris, is that a euphemism? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Then great work. Um, And he's like, (laughs) she's out here actually to thank you right now. And uh, and so Ron goes out to see Diane. He's like, I did everything right. And Diane's like, I'm here to ask you for dinner. And uh, and she's like, I don't mess around. Uh, Does that freak you out? And Ron is like, no, on the contrary. Um, And. (laughs) Diane's like, all right, well, it'll be casual. No need to wear makeup. <laughs> so, and, and then it goes to a, a talking, talking head of Ron saying, yeah, I, I begrudgingly admit that the 311 program is a moderate success. And I'm not sure why the citizen decided to come speak with me in person. Um, and then it cuts to Andy wrote a note on the asphalt patch saying, Ron likes you. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so Diane uh, saw the note and followed up once so. again sixth grade like note passing in class yeah. except for it's grown-ups on asphalt it's so good so good um yeah so i that's maybe probably the most fun i, I love that plot line so oh yeah that's the best best part of this episode by far yeah uh so then uh the cold open as we follow leslie's plot line in this episode um it, leslie is calling uh ben from her new city council office over skype and gives her a little gives him the little tour of of her office uh she's got her inspirational wall of women and uh ben notices a picture of herself and she's like yes i am big enough to admit that i am often inspired by myself uh and then the <laughs> clocks uh with the two different time zones but Pawnee and dc are in the same time zone um and then she wants to show the coolest part, which is her own private bathroom. And she opens the door and who's in there, but Jeremy jam, uh, Councilman Yay. jam. Yeah. I love uh, Jeremy jam. He he's is so, he's the best kind of worst guy. Yeah. The guy who plays Jeremy jam, uh, John, uh, Glazer, John Glazer. I love mm-hmm. him in everything that he's in. Um, but I don't know if you remember this, but he was a regular, on conan o'brien's late night show Mm -hmm. and like in the sketches that they would do oh man yeah he was always so good just like completely sold it every time him and the guy who plays ted in uh the the ted party in the uh with Patton oswalt uh that they throw into the lake you remember this yes yes yeah uh those, those both of those guys were on Conan all the time and it was so much fun. So seeing them here makes me happy. 
Uh, so uh, Leslie then is like, what are you doing in my bathroom? And Jeremy's response is, I don't know if I would call it your bathroom. <laughs> so Leslie's like, it's only doors in my office. <laughs> so uh, he's upset because it's like, you're the least senior counselor and you get a private bathroom just because you're a girl. Um, and, uh, and so Jeremy offers a compromise. I'll drop my liquids in here and take my solids down the hall. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He's like, it's your loss. <laughs> How? <laughs> oh, jo- He's so great. Um, so Leslie is, um, going to the, is going to be passing a bill to, uh, the her her drive for this episode is to pass a bill to lengthen the hours for public pools, and so that's and this how- is my biggest my biggest problem with this episode is why why does that need to be a bill? Well, you have to fund it, and so the city council has to approve the funding for those kinds of projects. So that's why but a bill. It seems like a simple vote would be fine. Like, well, yeah, but you. Any of the votes you have to submit it at in like writing. So, oh my word. Yeah. Government is inefficient. Ron is right. Um, so to uh, promote the bill, uh, Leslie goes to uh, first rate newswoman Joan Calamezzo's show. And uh, mm-hmm. that's how Joan introduces herself. I am first rate newswoman Joan Calamezzo. Um, and, uh, and she points out that city council approval rate is at a dismal 3%. Uh, and, uh, she says, she says, Leslie, the city council has done very little over the past few years and what have they accomplished in my opinion has been embarrassing. And, and that is a fact. Leslie says, no, that's your opinion. <laughs> that's the definition of opinion. And she even said, in my opinion has been embarrassing. <laughs> and Joan's response is, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Leslie's like, we're going to put, uh, put forward this fun in the sun act, which will extend public pool hours citywide. And Joan is like, can you say big whoop? Um, and she points out that Leslie points out that the captain of the Pawnee porpoises swim team asked if they could make the public pools longer to practice longer. She said, absolutely. I'm a city councilor with porpoise. Um, that's a oh, talking I head. See you did there. Yeah. And, uh, and so they're saying, Leslie's spin on this whole thing is we're saying to our citizens that the city council is determined to better our town. Um, and, uh, and then it cuts to Leslie in the office watching this news show with children uh, who are on the swim team <laughs> to say, is this, uh, I have a question for you, swim team. What is your greatest accomplishment? And they said, we came in fourth in the county swim meet last year. It's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> your greatest accomplishment is happening in two hours. When this bill becomes law. Um, and so then there, she said, you shall be very proud of yourselves. So it's going to start a long romance between the city and its government. And she invites them all to do a porpoise call and the children, and she does it making porpoise like noises. And the children are just say, what are you doing? <laughs> That's what we used to do. But I guess you don't anymore. I'm not weird. Uh, everybody leave. <laughs> so, uh, and then, she is, uh, we next see Tom went to Jeremy jam for dental work. Um, and, uh, Jeremy is complimenting his gums. Um, and, uh, and jam then says, uh, do you, uh, know, want to want to know why I moved to Pawnee because the two leading industries are corn syrup and rubber nipples. It's a dentistry jackpot. 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Tom's response, well, well, DDS doesn't stand for dumb, dumb, stupid. <laughs> and James like, I like that. I'm going to steal it. That's mine now, <laughs> which is All so right. good. Um, and so then, uh, Tom does, has a cutting head where he's like, I've gotten pretty tight with Councilman Jam. I'm hoping to parlay that into a membership at the Pawnee Smokehouse, Pawnee's most exclusive cigar club. And uh, so he is, uh, he says, hey, uh, Jeremy, you're a part of the Smokehouse, right? And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's like, I love a good stogie. Actually, I made this personalized cigar cutter with Tom Haverford's initials on it. Jeremy's like, wow, real nice. Not my initials, but thank you so much. And he puts it in his pocket and Tom's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, so Tom here is trying to, you know, he's a networker. Relationships. It's all about relationships. We've seen this over and over again. It's like, so you're still good on Leslie's bill? And Jeremy's like, now we got to talk. Um, and then cuts to Leslie in her office with a stylist. And she's saying, I've wanted a perm since middle school. I could not be more excited about this. Are you excited, Autumn? <laughs> and the writer says, like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, and, and then she's like, Anne has told me repeatedly not to get a perm, but Anne's not here. <laughs> so she's getting a perm. <laughs> um, and then Tom comes in, he's like, Councilman Jam changed his vote. He's voting no on Fighting the Sun. Um, and uh, and he's like, he's just said that he changed his mind. But then he also told me that some veneers could really make my smile pop. Thoughts? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, we got to figure this out. We got to have a strategy session now. Uh, and the hairstylist is like, what about the perm? The perm must wait, Autumn. Uh, so half her hair is in rollers. Um, and so then she uh, calls the kids in and uh, and one of the kids says, my parents said that you guys can't get anything done. And let's see, he's like, no, we'll figure it out. Um, but they're right. I mean, the vote is against them already if Jam's out. Um, and uh, And so she's going to try to figure out how to do this. So she, um, Tom, Tom tells her like, as she's trying to get all her curlers out, uh, and Tom tells her like, look, Jam saw you on Pony today. He knows how much he wants this. He wants to get something in return. It's a bargaining tool. Um, and, uh, and so she's like, you know what? Forget him. I'm going to go to, go to Milton to get Milton's vote. And, uh, so they go <laughs> to, to Milton, uh, councilman Milton's office. He's a very old man. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I love the IMDb trivia for this is that they didn't use any makeup for him. He was already 85 when this was shot. (laughs) (laughs) You're old. (laughs) Yeah, that that's, that's pretty great. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they head over to councilman Milton's office and, uh, and he's eating lunch. And so Leslie's like, I'd like to talk to you about the fun in the sun, Bill. I don't mean to rush you, but the vote's in an hour. He's like, when I'm done eating, we'll talk. And he's like, I've eaten the same lunch for 58 years. Caesar salad, extra dressing, extra croutons, extra anchovies. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then cuts to a, a talking at head. At that where, point, is it just a regular, is it just like light salad then at that yeah, point? It's, like, It's Caesar salad, light on the lettuce. <laughs> there so, you go. Yeah. Um, and it's like the biggest Tupperware bowl of salad. Yeah possible um and so Leslie has a talking head introducing councilman milton to us he was first elected as city councilor in 1948 as a member of the dixie crap party their platform <laughs> de-integrate baseball 
Uh, so and terrible then, and yet so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they cut back to the office and councilman says, the secret is that is the dressing. Try it. It's an aphrodisiac. <laughs> oh and Leslie has some and is like, you too, my strange foreign friend talking to Tom. He's like, no, thank you. And Leslie leans over like, just eat some. I was like, I'm not eating racist salad. Uh, and then she's like, the more we eat, the faster we talk. And so he has some, mm, you can really taste the ignorance. It's pronounced anchovies. <laughs> uh, and so then uh, next time they come back to the office, like, Councilman, you have grandchildren. And he says, yes, seven grandchildren and, and, and seven great grandkids. Tim, Mary, Jack, uh, Tim, Marie, Tim, and Mary. <laughs> And Tom's response is, don't forget about Tim. Right, Tim. How yeah. many is that? <laughs> how many is that? It's very hard to tell. <laughs> so I was like, this might not work. Go see if Jim will bargain. And so Tom goes, <laughs> Councilman Milton says, what country is he from? <laughs> and Leslie's response, <laughs> Iceland. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good. Uh, so then Leslie confronts Jam. Uh, in the hallway, he's like, what do you want? And he says, I want your toilet. I want your office and the private bathroom. Um, and uh, and so <laughs> Jerry's like, yeah, I don't mean to brag, but I've got irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so Leslie's like, no, I'm not going to trade my office for this bill. And Tom's like, Jam walks away. And uh, Tom's just like, listen, just make the trade. Everyone's happy. Um, and it says, Oh, where does it? Oh, no, that's later. Never mind. So, um, <laughs> but her response, he shoots down a helpful bill cause he doesn't get to poop wherever he wants. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, uh, so then they go back to Milton's office, um, and they're going over the proposal and Milton says, this is very impressive. You remind me of a young, beautiful Strom Thurmond who was one <laughs> of the oldest and most racist senators for a long time. Um, and Tom's response is, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> uh, and uh, so it, he, Leslie says, do I have your vote? And he says, yes, indeed. And so is this where we kiss? Uh, and he leans over to kiss and Leslie backs up and he falls down. And uh, so they have to call an ambulance to take him out. Um, and, uh, and, and as he's on the ambulance, he's like, she tried to kiss me. She was insatiable. <laughs> um, uh, and she's like, you know what? We should just wait until he gets better so we can vote. And Jeremy's like, no, I'm pushing it through today, uh, this vote and it won't pass. And then he offers a complimentary toothbrush because she's not getting the back of her conines, uh, conines, canines. She's got sloppy technique, uh, which is also one more reason for Leslie to be offended. She's like, I have excellent toothbrush technique. Um, that's what, that's what Conan calls his teeth. Conines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect um yes and so then tom's like just give him what he wants just take the easy way out i always do it's so easy <laughs> it's so easy and let's like response right is, in there is i do not negotiate with dentists <laughs> <laughs> i do not negotiate with dentists um and she's like this is why everybody hates government they think it stinks and i hate it i hate the government and tom's like you don't mean it it's <laughs> like you're right i take it all back you know me so well <laughs> Uh, so then they're in the meeting and Councilman Hauser, who seems to be the only one who actually knows how to do anything uh, in the city council, uh, says next order of business, the Fun in the Sun Act introduced by Councilwoman Nope. And Leslie asks for the bill to be read in its entire li- entirety. And so Ethel Beavers starts reading the bill uh, and she goes over to, to Jeremy while she's reading. He's like, 
let you can have my office. And he's like, well, let's sweeten the pot. Okay. My parking space and, and I'll get Invisalign from you. Uh, and so Jeremy, it's like, all right, we got a deal. Uh, can't wait to drop my kids off at the pool. By kids, I mean turds. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jeremy is the grossest. Um, so, so great. Yeah. So then Bill passes and they're out by the pool. Uh, let's get ready for the photo. She's getting ready for a photo op. And, um, and uh, she asks the children to arrange themselves from most excited about democracy to least excited. Uh, and <laughs> wait a minute. Everybody's excited. Uh, <laughs> and so uh jam shows up like i can't believe you traded your office to keep this crap hole pool open for a couple more weeks uh and uh and she says please not in front of the kids i'm trying to teach them how great government is so but jeremy leans over to try to teach them how the bill got passed and talking about the trade and tom pushes him into the pool before he can explain everything and he's like why'd you do that and leslie has a moment of panic and she's like uh 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 it's fun in the sun everyone in the pool and her and tom both in their their suits jump in the pool um and leslie's Leslie's still half permed right at this point like yay (laughs) democracy and then she realizes my perm so her hair is gonna get all (laughs) jacked up um so they Credit scene, uh, Tom or Leslie brings Tom into her new smaller city council office. Um, and it's like it's right across the courtyard from your office so we can see each other. And then she also says it's the newest and most exclusive cigar club, Tom's Smokehouse. And she has smoking jackets um, and Tom says smoke dog on it uh, and a special chair for Tom Haverford as the member. Uh, and uh, and so then uh, they light up a, a cigar. Tom's like, this is great. And takes a puff, says, I do not like this. <laughs> That's the end of the show. And scene. <laughs> so, yeah. I love when, when Leslie says it's like right across the courtyard and she waves at Jerry's over there and he's got an armful of like folders and papers and he goes to wave and they just all fall yeah. out. And then she doesn't even like this. This is a beach. Just keeps talking. Like, yeah, oh. of course that happened. Um, yeah. I hope that kid was OK as Jerry tried to <laughs> teach that lady how to give birth to a child (laughs) right yeah i mean that was a that was a a troubling moment there i also loved how ron just (laughs) knew what to do came in like right as he's walking in like just yeah he's like not perplexed by this at all he's probably probably delivered a couple kids on the way into work today you know sure so same way you deliver a calf yes yes probably fewer legs though same amount of limbs Mm -hmm. fewer legs so, yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, did you find any uh, any fun trivia other than Milton's face? Uh, no, other than Adam Scott was in Star Trek, and uh, that was about it. All right. Well, Star Trek First Contact, you say? Uh, so. Sure. All right. I'll. Uh, no, it wasn't first. Con- no, it wasn't first contact. It was the other. Um, was the one from '96. What was the first one? The first I'm stalling because I'm Star trying Trek? to get back to the, the Star page. Trek no, 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 no. The, the first re- the reboot. What was what was the one in 96? It was probably first yeah. contact. I can't open the internet right now because I'm already using the internet to record this. And I was told that I was a little a little spotty. <laughs> so by you before we started recording. Oh, oh no, no, it was first contact. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I was, I'll I'll try to watch that. I told you. 
Yeah, I do watch it. it and let me know how, how he does. That has the Borg in it, and I, I love the Borg. I went to school with a guy named Borg. Was he like from like Norway? Uh, no, he was from, he was off of Griot Road. <laughs> Did you say to him things like, you will be assimilated? Resistance is futile? No, no that was, I, I was de- definitely not in that kind of like nerd frame back in that day. So, yeah. No. Well, how is Borg doing Never now? said that. I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen or heard of him since uh, I graduated, which hmm. ap- actually happened to be in 1996. Crazy. You guys could have I'm gone and old. seen the movie together and like l- nudged Borg and say, hey, recognize your That's family. You. <laughs> <laughs> Nudge him. Are you related you guys to these very cold. You guys are very, you're very cold and distant. <laughs> but I hear it's a big, big Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I heard you're all very organized and know exactly what you're supposed to be doing at all the time. It's true. Yeah. So final impressions of this episode. When you're not busy, you just kind of power down and fall back into the hallway. That's the best way. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, my I I I enjoy this episode. I think 8.0, you said it was rated. I think that's a little too low. Yeah. I think uh, I'd I'd bump it it up a couple tenths. Yeah, I'd give it a solid (laughs) 8.1. Easy. Calm down. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought I thought it was super fun. Ron's Ron and Andy's part was was fantastic, and I still mm-hmm. I like Jam, and then I liked how Tom kind of like stood up for Leslie and and pushed Jam in the pool, and I like how they introduced kind of a a villain kind of person now, uh, mm-hmm. instead of just a problem. There's actually like schmucks in government, so but without being like super uh, councilman Hauser, you know, like not that kind of this guy's just very self serving. So I thought it was great. Yeah, but he's really pathetic too. So it's just fantastic. Total heel. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Jeremy Jam. You just got jammed. Why does it? You just got jammed. Of course, all the, all the ding-dongs are named Jeremy. Every show. Every time. Is that the case? So, I can't I think know. of a single Jeremy other than Jam. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Every time. This, this one. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sorry so. they did that to you. My name has, is also associated with a serial killer. So. And for mm-hmm. years. Jason. Jason Bundy. Mm-hmm. For years, people would uh, just come right up to me and go, "Jason, Jason, 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 Jason. kill, 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 kill." So, yeah, I mean that was that was really fun for my life, and I have never seen any of those movies. So I was like, "Why do you keep saying that to me? Like, why? Why are you doing that?" And uh, they said, "You haven't seen Friday the 13th? I was like, uh, "No, because I'm, I'm a, I, I, I uh, am sheltered. My parents don't let me watch those kinds of movies." So, and they still don't. I have to ask my mom, like, hey, mom, can I watch Braveheart? It's like, I don't know. It's Braveheart. That's the, <laughs> it's, that's the one you go to. Well, that's the only, like, that's the only R-rated movie for a long time that Christians were allowed to watch and talk about. It was, it was the and talk about part that really set it apart. <laughs> so, because people, all the Christians I knew were watching R-rated movies, but not talking about it. And every once in a while, you run into somebody <laughs> at the theater I was like, coming, <laughs> coming out of Fight Club and he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, remember the rules about Fight Club? Don't talk about it. It's like, yep, <laughs> that's true. Even the rule. movie. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk oh, about this hilarious. movie we both saw. <laughs> so, ah, uh, fun times. Did you hear about the, the 90s. Ending? 
the the, the Chinese, the Chinese ending. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that they That's solved hilarious. it. <laughs> yeah. We stopped it all from happening. <laughs> Yeah. And he went to a mental institution and it wasn't even, it was Tyler Durden. It was the, it was, it was his alter ego who went and got help. Well, like there was we no know. alter ego. We don't know if, because we never get Edward that's what, Norton's that's what the, character's name. Right. In the movie. So everywhere you go, oh, you look like Tyler Durden. He's Tyler Durden. Yeah. Sure. So he, he's, yeah. Uh, but I think they're referring to those two separate people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then he got help and he got released in 2012. So all is well that ends well in Fight Club, (laughs) I guess. Very specific. I am just curious if the Chinese government really thinks like any Western movie is a documentary. And we have to tell people, (laughs) no, (laughs) like like, this is the actual ending. Like they, they are. I don't know why they would have to do this. Like it's clearly fiction. But anyway. I don't. I don't know. I, don't even I guess live the, in a totalitarian the, regime, so <laughs> I, have, I guess maybe yeah, this is just something to look really, forward to. That the Titanic didn't sink in the Japanese version, and the lady Chinese? never threw her diamond. Chinese, yeah, Chinese version, and the lady never threw her diamond off the bow. Well, no, she threw the diamond in, and that's how the glorious revolution and the blessings of all the people started. Yes. Yeah, she's not a rose, liar. Rose from the sea. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like she she gave that and General Mao like grabbed it and says, this is how I will fund the revolution in his submarine. And then he came and he's like, I've got this little red book to give to everybody. So. Put all your addresses in it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, listener. <laughs> all right. Sex education. This happened to you. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hate this next episode. It's, uh, <laughs> it's next week. So be sure to come with that shining endorsement. Be sure to come back next week. Uh, tell this your is, friends. Tell everybody. This is the most cringy <laughs> you might, one. You might learn something. Who knows? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, until next week, I'll see you all later. <laughs> uh, have a good one. Bye. Bye.